But what was it that made you feel that loneliness is at the top of your mind? Like it's beating into you right now. Uh, loneliness, I would say, is the lack of authenticity, excuse me, in relationships. It doesn't have to be romantic, it doesn't have to be platonic, but it's just, like, especially somebody like me who I didn't ask for this shit, like, I didn't ask to be, like, recognized because of my work. I'm just doing it because I love it, right? I, I love writing. Writing saved my life. I was really fucked up in 2018, and poetry kept me here, you know, and I'm still here, and I didn't ask for the attention, um, but now it's just, like, I feel like I am no longer like a person, I'm like this thing, right? I'm this artist, I'm this poet, I'm this curator. You know, I'm not, half the time I meet people, it's like what, I f they always, and they always show me, they always show me their true colors, right? And it's almost like what they like, kind of like want from you as opposed to like you as a person, right? So it's like, it makes you have like this distrust, bro. And <laughs> that's what makes it lonely because now you don't trust anybody because like they come up to you and they're like, oh, What's up? Like, you're so-and-so, and it's like, oh, you already know me for what I do, not for who I am. This is Sad Boy Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt, and today we got a special guest. Uh, very, very intellectual person, very in tune with his emotions. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Damn, man, I gotta be all that. <laughs> uh, my name's, uh, well, my name's, I go by Cool, Cooley. I'm the guy. I'm the guy behind the art for Original Cool. I'm the poet behind Cool. He says and creative director for Los Desvelados. He wears a lot of hats, does a lot of shit, and <laughs> and we appreciate him for it because I genuinely feel like you're one of your art, bro. Your art is something that I've always been able to relate to, and it's uh, hard for me to see that in a lot of people, right? I've always been a fan of bachata or uh, because of the sad nature of the songs, right? And people don't value that as much anymore. The way that you view love and the way that you write about certain shit, it has this darkness behind it while, while also maintaining, you know, a positive front. Like maybe one day it will happen. So definitely... Those are my beginning words, but we're going to get into a lot of shit right now. Yeah, no, we got, we got a lot to cover, but thank you, man. I appreciate that. For real. Thank you. So go ahead and introduce yourself to start off. If I have to start, I, I mean, I'm, I'm an artist. Uh, first and foremost, that's, that was, that's where I began with everything. You know, um, I've been drawing since I was, man, since I was a little boy. Like, my mom used to work for a, uh, like a factory where they used to package art supplies. And since then, like, she used to bring, like, watercolors and markers and color pencils. And since then, I've been drawing, sitting down. And my favorite thing when I was a little kid was, like, sitting down on Saturday, like, Saturday for Saturday morning cartoons and, like, try to, like, copy what I was watching. And that's, like, how I got into, like, Ninja Turtles. And, you know, I was in the 90s, man, so Sonic the Hedgehog. I used to love watching that, too. Like, uh, so the art, the art was, like, the first thing, you know. Like, I just love cartoons. And even to this day, like, if you follow my work, like, it's very animated, very cartoony. Uh, but because of that, because cartoons is like my f ultimate favorite thing. I mean, I have my own cartoon character myself. Yeah, shout out to the little crowny man. That's my boy. <laughs> and you talked about him on the Eric For Real show. Yeah, you yeah. talked about how Crowny's a little kid. And that's something I never caught. I don't think a lot of people caught that, obviously. So, you know, detail his inception for us a little bit. Sure. So, um, so like when, because like, I mean, I'm a graffiti. I was a graffiti. I've been a graffiti writer for like years, man. And um, so, like, you'll see that in my work, too. You know, I was born and raised in the South Side. Uh, but 
I like when I got deeper and deeper with my art, like I started seeing like there were so many like artists with, with a character, right? Like it was some kind of animal, it was some kind of like something, you know, uh, kind of like how Saint Rock has the bird, you know, with the with the the Bird City Saint. Uh, Hebrew has the Flyboy. Um, I wanted my own thing, right? And I was just like, at first I was like, it was gonna be a, it was gonna actually be a cat, which is funny because that ended up being for the Esmeralados, you know a black cat so i've been doing art for such a long time and uh i went through phases of my logo but when i started rocking that little crown that's when everything kind of like kicked off for me and i was like yo why don't i just make this like an anthropomorphic like character right like let's give this little crown logo like eyes and a mouth and a personality and um it, it eventually like kept us evolving and growing and it, it's basically like my inner child because like that's where my imagination like started and that's what I remember the most you know just being able to imagine all these crazy things and like put it a paper because I've been making my own little like comic books and stuff since I was a kid I still have some original shit that I did when I was a kid um and so it's like I've always been myself right and I've always been that person mm-hmm. and that's where crowny is that's what crowny literally is it's just it's just like I'm original cool I'm cool he says right I'm this velado but that's like Ricky. That's, you know, little Ricky from way back then. He used to sit down and watch cartoons, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing I love, bro, is that's how I view music. When I look at music and specific songs, it takes me back to that specific moment I lived. Oh, yeah. Right? And I feel like that's how you view Crowny. And Crowny takes you back to those specific moments that you were living in, when you were able to watch those cartoons, when you... You know, you had him dress up as Mick Foley. You had him dress up in a bunch of different uh, things. And anything. You had him dressed up as The Weeknd on the Don FM cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that shit, too. I just think it's, like, I think it's important to, like, um, because I guess if you had a, like, first of all, I think nostalgia is, like, the coolest fucking thing ever that you can give somebody, right? Because it's, like, it's literally... Like, like what you said with the music, it's like it, it takes you back to something, right? It's almost like like it's a, like a time machine, right? And nostalgia does that, you know. You remember things like like seeing something or smelling something, you know, and be like, oh shit, I haven't, you know, ha- like smelled this in lost so long, you know. It reminds me of my going to my grandma's house or something, right? So like I do that, but with my art and with my art, it's just like stuff that I've liked and things that I still like. I still collect. I have stacks, stacks comic books at the crib, like. Uh, I love movies. Like it's all very pop culture based. Like that's that's what I would say my art is. It's I'm 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 pop culture. I love you know. And then studying culture in college, you know, I, I learned how to like observe it and dissect it and how to like pay attention to certain things. And I think that's why I'm very like you'll see details in my work because I know how to look at stuff. It's all about the details. Yeah, the devil's in the details, man. <laughs> man, there's just so much we're about to get into. But I do want to go back real quick to the music thing, right? Yeah, go for it. Music always reminds me of where I was in, at a specific time in my life. I was on the way here. I was listening to 18 by Khalid, right? Okay. And I was 18 when that song came out. Like, th- th- this is the cliche observation, right? And how he says, you know, I was 18, but I still live with my parents. No, they're not like yours. Yours were more understanding. I think about the moment where i heard that lyric right and i i'll even detail it out real quick i was uh, at the beach it was like fall just vibing and i listened to that whole album for the first time 
That drop what like a year, like two years ago maybe, like three uh, no, years ago. No. Is it? I, I don't know. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Then four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, man. I think back to that album, and I I was just a kid, a kid that was about to take on the world, go to college, do what I had to do, and now four years later, my life looks completely different than what I would have thought it would look like. Isn't that amazing though? It is, but that's what I love about your characters and I love about your poetry is the fact that it takes you back and it makes you reminiscent about the moments that you don't have anymore. You're very reflective on what you do. Very. We got a couple quotes that I pulled and we're going to get into it a little bit later, but uh, yeah, man, I just feel like that's why I've wanted to have you on here since we first started this. I, f I felt like you just took, you took shit way back, and I really fuck with that. I try to, man, every time. Every time I try to. So you've said that your word to describe you is melancholy. Melancholic. Uh, melancholic. Melancholic, my bad. Yeah, you're good, boss. Rather than sad. Right. And you even said uh, melancholy is the happiness of sadness because it leaves you with something. So what does that mean to you? Explain that a little bit. Well, I mean, if you if you deal with anxiety and depression, like you understand, like at least I mean, I can't speak everybody else's experience, but with me, my anxiety is like racing thoughts, right? Like it's just my my mind is like a fucking web browser with a million tabs open, and they're all doing something, and something's playing in the background, and that's that's anxiety, right? And then depression is just like depression is like a, I always say is like a, like a selfish bitch like it just takes right it just takes and takes and takes it doesn't leave you with anything just just empty right but but see I don't I don't it's taken me a long time to get where I'm at but I because of I've been dealing with this I was 13 and I've gotten to a place where it's like now it's more like these are just temporary thoughts just coming in and out they're gonna do what they do you know and I'm gonna let them because you have to, like everything teaches you something. It's not, you're just not sad for no reason. Like there's something, something happening. You gotta, you gotta dig deep and really like understand it. And that's why I said, I said that because melancholy is, 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 is still beats your ass, right? It still hurts, still takes you to this place, but she always leaves me with something. And that's, that's literally what I do. And a lot of my creative process is like listening to something that like takes me to that spot, you know, I'll blast the weekend or, um, uh, there's a whole bunch of different artists that I take that just have really chill, very like mellow, somber, almost like brooding sounds, you know, and, and it takes me to that. And once I do that, you know, then I'll write 10, 15 verses. Or if we're, if I am in the mood for drawing, you know, I'm going to draw my ass off and drop like five or six different graphics a night. And it's happened. You know, if you, if you follow me, you've, you've seen it, but yeah, melancholy is 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 a sadness, but it's not just like being like sad. It's just kind of like being like lost in your thoughts, like very very pensive and and just being almost like, I guess in a way, just just reflecting on you know what what might have might have been or what once was. But um, I think there's there's power in that, man. I think there's there's something to be like discovered. And every single time I go through that space, you know, I. I'll write about something and I'll I'll tap into that and then I can just write about whatever comes to mind, you know. So it's it, it works with me. I use it as like some people some people like get like really really sad and their world stops. Like no, mine starts. You know, it's it's my spark. You know, I don't I don't have too much. I, I'll never like I'm not the guy that wakes up in the morning. And it's like positive affirmations or po 
you know, positive vibes. Like, it's not me. But I find my own light within my, my dark. Because you can't have light without darkness, right? You can't at all. They can't exist without without each other. I just shadow work. You know, you said you were a psychology major, right? Carl Jung. Um, you have to understand the, your shadow. You have to understand the parts you don't like about yourself. And by doing so, that, that gives you a different perspective on who you are. And I've been doing that for a very long time. And Yeah, really deep with that one. I it's fuck with it. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. No, I fuck with it. So what I wanted you to do next was differentiate mm-hmm. Cool and Ricky. Oh, that's a tough one, man. What's left this hole in Cool and what's left this hole in Ricky? Because you mentioned loneliness. Right. Loneliness is it's tough, man. But it also sparks creativity. It sparks a lot of willpower to go do what you want to do. I feel like when the pandemic started, everybody was lonely. The way that people the way that people went about it was I'm going to throw myself into the gym. I'm going to throw myself into the work. I'm just going to sit here and let depression beat my ass. And during the pandemic, that's when I really learned more about myself as far as mental health struggles, right? I started to realize that anxiety is beating my ass every day. Uh, just how you described it, bro. There's a thousand different web browsers open and you're just clicking through them. And that's a struggle I deal with every day, especially now where I think that I have a million things to do when in reality, all I got to focus on is on the one thing in front of me. Right. So go ahead and explain that hole that's been left in both Cool and Ricky and differentiate the two. Um, I mean, most importantly... I mean, I think I think uh, all of us as people, like we all connect because we all have gone through really fucked up shit, right? And 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 they've they've all either like they either made you or they you know they make you or they break you, right? Um, I mean, I lost my father maybe about like seven years ago, man, and that really sucked because um, when you have just like that, you know, I didn't I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, you know, very humble, you know, beginnings and probably to this day still the same, um, but like. When you just have that, like you, you learn to appreciate the value of family, and it was just always our, us as a four unit, you know. So losing a vital member, you know, it really fucks you up, and so that's the hole that's that that's that's in me as a person, right? But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say there's a hole in original cool because original cool is this this fucking like alter ego, right? This is the asshole that goes out on the weekends and you know fucking breaks bar tabs, you know, drinks whiskey and fucking writes on the back of the receipts at the end of the night, you know, just meeting people, not, you know, not fearless. That, that guy's an asshole, but I love that guy, you know. Um, but Ricky is just me trying to just take it day by day, man. Just um, it's hard, man. Losses, loss sucks, right? And when, when you lose something that important to you, you do feel like there's something missing all the time, right? And and it takes you to this like to, to this really like fucked up place, right? It, it it just leaves you so indifferent, and you feel everything and nothing at the same time. So it's and it's complicated even just talking about it. But I like to think that my I wear my darkness like a bespoke suit, you know. Like if I have to carry this shit with me, I'm gonna make it look good, you know. So. um I do it with my art. I do it with my writing. I do it with even how I dress as a self-expression, you know? If I'm going to wear this darkness, I'm going to make it look great. So, leather jacket, man. We're out here. I hope you check out our new episode. Our new episode is... Who's it with? Is, it's it's with my friend. So, okay. I hit her up back in October, and that's when my grandma's birthday is. We had She had passed away earlier that year. Mm, sorry to hear that, man. 
it is what it is, right, but right. I appreciate it. But so I hit her up and we just got around to it. So it's called When I See You Again. And it's really based around she lost her mom. So uh yeah, it's it's kind of a tough listen because it's such a heavy topic, but I created it because I feel that so many people would be able to relate and find comfort in not only knowing they're not the only ones because everybody knows they're not the only ones, right? But you don't think about it, though, when you're hurting. You know, you just think about you and what's killing you right now, you know? But you're right, yeah. We all go through it. So what I wanted to ask you next was, without those holes, who who would Ricky and who would Cooley, original Cool be? I, I don't think, like, they could exist without one another. Like, I needed that, you know? Like, um, so, like, if you go back a little bit, so my dad died 2014, I grieved for like a full year, man, of nothing. Like I was just in my room with the lights off. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't want to go out. Like I was just there, just fucking chilling. Like I always tell people, I take I took my dad's death like straight no chaser. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't, I didn't do drugs. I didn't do. I didn't even smoke cigarettes. I was nothing. I just took it. So I let it like do what it was supposed to do. Like, it broke the shit out of me, right? Um, and then one time, like I just like I guess I woke up and I started feeling a little bit better. And I was like, man, you know what? I need to smoke. And I went, bought a pack of squares, went in my backyard, and I sat on this bench. And that's where my dad used to wait for me. He used to wait for me, at, um, like, after I came out of uh, out of work or whatever. And we'd literally share a smoke. Like, that was our thing. You know, I'd come out of work, chill, you know, chilling with him for a little bit. You know, what up, old man? What are you doing? How's work? You know, just small talk. And then that's when it reminded me of, like, how he'd always be in my corner because I'd paint stuff, like, in my backyard, especially when I had to, like, paint something with spray paint or something. And he'd always just be there, just watching me, you know? And, like, that moment right there, smoking that cigarette in my backyard was like, oh, shit, like, that's who I am. And that's who I was, you know? And that's who I got to continue to be. Because right now, even though physically I don't have him with me here, I can still relive that. That's when we go back to that nostalgia thing, right? It's like my favorite drug, man. Like, drawing and creating feels like my dad's, like, right here. Cause he was always there for me when he was here so once that idea came into my head original cool was born and i first thing i did was i took off all that fucked up feeling that i carried with me for that those 12 months and i i made create like curated like a art gallery in my backyard so like i fucking painted everything like i went i did graph on on like my oh, well i don't have a garage <laughs> on my neighbor's garage and then um like on my fence and C's Day's DJ, I got a, I had a taquero, so you walked in, you got your plate, you're getting fed, boom, you sit down, the art gallery was still, like, unveiled, and Original Cool was born, man. Original Cool was born from that, and I wouldn't be where I'm at if that didn't happen to me. I mean, of course, people are selfish, right? You want to keep your loved ones with you as long as you can, but unfortunately, it's just not how life works, but I could have let that really, like, just... And it still hurts, but I could have let it just destroy me even worse. But I just, no, man, I accepted it. You know, and it's a hard thing to do. It's a tough pill to swallow. But once you accept it and you're left with just what it leaves you with, you know, you always have a choice. And that choice is either you're going to take it and run with it or it's going to just keep running with you, you know, away from you. Because whether you, you make a move or not, like life is going to happen, right? My dad used to always say uh, there's, more, there's more time than there is life, right? Hay más tiempo que vida. And that's true. If you die, your time's up. The time's going to keep going, right? It's infinite. So you always have a choice, man. And my choice was to 
take that and build with it. And here we are, man. Well, I'm glad you're here, bro. And what I want you to do real quick is share one of your favorite memories with him. I know that you've shared a lot on social media. Yeah, now I talk a lot about him, man. You mentioned how uh, he used to always like look at your paintings like really close because he didn't have yeah. good eyes. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end, he was going blind, man. He had a uh, diabetes and uh, complicated with his kidneys. Um, and yeah, towards the end, man, it was like he would he would just be able to. He described it as seeing like. Um, like, like your shadow, your silhouette, basically, right? So he'd have to, like, really hold it close. But, man, he'd fucking tell me everything. He's like, oh, I like how you did this, you know? And, like, oh, that's a really, like, nice design, mijo. Like, I love that. And, but, I mean, my favorite, I guess my favorite memories with him, man, is just the fact when, like, uh, I was just, I was a little-ass kid, and I just wanted to go outside and play. My dad loves movies, man. And um, he would be like... He'd be like, Rick, and, you know, and I'd be ready to run out the door. Like, I'm literally just, he'll hear me, you know? And my house is old as hell, so it creaks and does all this shit. And he'll be like, yo, Rick. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know what he wants, you know? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is a really great movie. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to just go outside. And like, no, 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 this is a great movie. You know what you should do? Like, go and bring me the, like, the, he loves roasted peanuts. He's like, and go bring me a bag. He's just, he's to lie down on the floor, bro, and just start cracking them, just munching on peanuts and he'd be like sit down you're gonna like this movie and i'm like no no i'm gonna go he's like no no, no sit down you're gonna like this movie so now i'm there sitting down mad as hell right and like maybe like 10 15 minutes will pass and then you know i've always been a really observant child so after a while i was like man this is kind of cool you know i'd be all in there i'll be start reaching into his peanuts and like those were the those were the those were the, my favorite memories with him because he's like not that he like forced me to hang out with him but that that was him trying to hang out with me you know without him saying like hey fucker i want to like do something with you that's how he do it right that was his way and i look back man and like oh man I, that was those were my favorite times bro like especially because he got me so into movies like i love movies and again i'll rewatch movies that i watched with him and it's just like it just it feels like he's right here with me still you know so it that's got to be my favorite it's always the movies bro it's yeah. it's always just sitting down and it's the quality time aspect yeah. with my grandma she used to love the black and white movies. Okay. So whenever I'd go down at night, she used to live with us. Nice. So whenever I'd go down at night, it would be probably like eight, nine. Yeah. And she would just be watching them. I'd sit there with her for 30 minutes. What did we, you watch them? I don't even know. I, I don't, I don't know the names. I would just sit there with her and okay. just uh, keep her company. We wouldn't even have to talk. You know, she would ask me about my day, what's new. But once that ended, I'd just sit there with her, chill, and watch the movie. So... I think that being able to keep those memories alive, I'll never know the movies. My mom has that specific channel just just because my mom because my grandma used to watch it. So yeah, no. So let's get into it for real, for real. Uh, you know, this was just the uh, prelims, bro. Let's go. We talked about you know loneliness. I don't know if we defined it yet for you. Uh, uh, we did. Uh, we yeah. You talked about the darkness, but what was it that? made you feel that loneliness is at the top of your mind like it's beating into you right now loneliness okay um i mean if i had to define it i don't think i define loneliness per se so let's do it uh loneliness i would say is the lack of authenticity excuse me in relationships it doesn't have to be romantic as gonna be platonic but it's just like especially somebody like me who i didn't ask for this shit like i didn't ask to be like recognized because of my work i'm just doing it because i love it right i, I love writing writing saved my life i was really fucked up in 2018 and poetry kept me here you know and i'm still here and i didn't ask for the attention 
Um, but now it's just like I feel like I am no longer like a person. I'm like this thing, right? I'm this artist. I'm this poet. I'm this curator. You know, I'm not half the time I meet people. It's like what I f they always and they always show me. They always show me their true colors, right? And it's almost like what they like kind of like want from you as opposed to like you as a person, right? So it's like it makes you have like this distrust, bro. And <laughs> that's what makes it lonely because now you don't trust anybody because like they come up to you and they're like, oh, what's up? Like, you're so-and-so. And it's like, oh, you already know me for what I do, not for who I am, that we're already on a whole different level, you know? So now I got to like superficially like be what you're doing to me, you know? So it's lonely when you have just superficial relationships, you know, like nothing where with substance, right? Because that's what feeds you. That's what that's what that's what feels good, you know, in any relationship, you know, whether it's, you know, you're dating somebody or it's like your family, you know, like you can have superficial relationships with family, you know, I'm very lucky that that's not the case with me, you know, but um, and that's what kind of keeps me like sane, you know, I could fucking like lay down fucking visit my mom and lay down and just fucking like vent to her you know like i solved a lot of my life's problems just talking to my mom and shit you know um talk to my brother you know so but that's what i would say is loneliness it's, the, it's lacking that authenticity lacking that substance bro just being the high and buy shit that like you, even if you see people all the time it doesn't mean they're like your friends right it doesn't mean they're they're there for you right people that they are they they show up you know, and they're there when you need them, you know, and that's, I think that's what makes it lonely, bro. Yeah. I'm this thing now, you know, I'm not, I'm not like this human anymore. I 100% get it, bro, and I don't know if you've seen one of the reels, the reels talks about that, where more people know me for this shit now than they do me as a person, and I meant that shit, bro, it was on my first, it was on my one year, and I just really took a look into it and felt that nobody nobody realizes what's going on, what it takes, right? The lyric that I took specifically was from Justin Bieber, Lonely. He says, everybody knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange, like looking in a mirror, trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. The way that he goes about that, right? You see somebody else because you see what everybody else sees, and you start to lose yourself. You start to lose the fact that, what did I get into this for? why do I create still? Am I creating for me still? Every day I have this struggle where, and I even felt it earlier, where am I, people expect shit from me now. People expect a good product and they also expect me to keep on doing what I'm doing. Right, right. at their time. And that feeling isn't necessarily real. Well, it's real to us. Right. But who's actually waiting on our shit? Who's actually timing us and saying, hey, give me this right now or I'm going to unfollow you? Nobody, man. But to us, it's, hey, I need this right now or it's not going to hit again. Right, right, right. The reason I took that specific lyric was because, yeah, I do feel that people only see me a certain way now. And the more it grows, people are just going to want more shit. And the reason I took this for you was because you are well known for what you do. Uh, enough, man. You're well known enough. You got it's enough. You got two thousand followers on just your coolie says. You see, that's more important to me than the other one. Like my personal page and like with my art, like my new like my new passion is writing, and because I've always done it, I just never thought I was like really that interested until I tried it. Right, but that two thousand outweighs the. 
three, four thousand that I have on my art, you know. So, like, yeah, I just want to say that uh, writing is my new passion, man. Like I said, bro, I love your writing. I genuinely have wh when I followed it, you know, I followed it, but I didn't remember that night because it was at a party and I woke up the next day and I saw I'm like, who's cool? Who who's original cool? And I just fucked with it. And then I seen who it was and you know, I kept on following. So I thought that it was so dope. But I did have a question for you, my Shoot, man. Let's do it. So Los Desvelados, you mentioned how, you know, all those empty relationships that you encounter, that that's what triggers that feeling of loneliness. Right. How does Los Desvelados tie into that? And how does the strong relationships that you have with each member supplement for that? Well, that's that's a family, man. We're, we're a brotherhood. Um, when that started, I was in a really, like... And a long story short, I, I was going through some shit, right? And um, it was actually these days that kept re like reaching out to me, like, "Bro, come out, you know, come out, come out, come out." And I was like, "Man, shut up, you know, like leave me alone, like let me deal with this." And uh, no, he was fucking seized, man, very persistent. So shout, out. I always give him his props for that for dragging my ass out. And I ended up um, like relinking up with all these guys, man, that I've known from different different places, right? Like I knew Sound because of Seas, you know, because he did his radio show and. You know, Psycho and and Cheech and them, like, they were just old, like, midway Southside kids that you just heard about because they were DJing since for fucking forever, you know? M-Doc through graffiti. Um, and it was cool just kind of seeing, like, getting exposed to what they did. Like, them, like, that, that moment, they brought me to House of Soul. So the House of Soul is that, um, like, the house tent during Fiesta del Sol. Um, so, and they were all, like, the guys running it and stuff, you know? And I was just like, I thought it was so cool so fucking cool how they did that and we kind of relinked up and i started like going out with them and being into their world right and like yeah man it's like if you spend enough time with people you know you start getting to like pass the let me get you a drink or hey, you want a fucking shot right and then you're spending like the after hours with people and you actually get to know them right and i was like yo i saw the potential one they were all fucking talented They're, they all have their own strengths that they bring and they all bring something to the table and then they were, like, just really genuine, cool guys, man. Everybody that I met was just really like, yo, what's up, you know, whatever, and exchanged what we did, and it was cool. And, yeah, man, that's, like, my second family. Mm -hmm. Desvelados is, like, my family from outside, right? Inside, I got my own family, right? My aunts, my aunties, you know, my cousins, everything, my brother, my mom. But outside and in this world, yeah, it's the Desvelados, brother, my brothers. Yeah. So what does the 14 over 4 stand for? Oh, that's members only. Members only? Mm -hmm. No, like, I'm not going to tell you. That's just uh, for, <laughs> just, you got to be in. Everybody's a Desvelados. You're part of Desvelados, right? You go to my parties, you, you know, you, you, you stay out with us at night and you drink, you know, you keep partying until wee hours of the night. You're a Desvelado. But the 14 over 4 is just for members only. It's like the promise that we, we made to each other, so. Okay, okay. Yeah, not to be like, no, fuck you. Because you nah, nah, you know, nah, nah. I had Cease days, and he's like, I think he gave me, like, a tiny explanation, not to get him in trouble, but he's like, but Cooley's the one you'd have to ask about that because he's the one that came up with that shit. It's deep, it is. Yeah. You know, but it's just, uh, yeah, no, I like to keep it as, that's what, made, that's, what, that's what keeps us, like, in check with each other. So, yeah, I'm going to just say members only, just for the time being. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> the reason I asked you about them was because, you know, even when you've 
have people around you even when you have that strong group you still feel that loneliness you feel that emptiness and for you you said it comes from the emptiness in relationships right but you know misery enjoys our company enjoys misery misery enjoys company it's just some sad boy shit so when you said loneliness to me i took it so many different ways that i'm like how the fuck how the fuck do we talk about this? Even when you have the world behind you, even when you have so many different people cheering you on all the fucking time, it's like, if I don't feel safe in my mind, how the fuck can I keep going on, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's a really great point, man. It's like, because, like, yeah, I do have, like, I have my family. I have my second family that I just explained to you about. But it's just like, no, it's that, that loneliness is of the self, you know, and it's... uh. It's just something that it's you and you only, right? And it's something that you deal with. It's not always, right? It's just sometimes I'm out and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm here and I don't know anybody, right? And it's just like, and they don't know me, you know, like, and you just, it starts fucking with you, you know? But I mean, then I come back to it and I reflect on it and I'm just like, again, these are just passing, you know? It's, uh, that's why I always tell people, like, because everybody's like, dude, are you, like, happy? I'm like, that's my least favorite question. Like, don't ever fucking ask me if I'm happy. Like, I haven't been happy in a very long time, so I don't I don't even worry about happiness, right? But the, because I look at it like this, bro, like, and even said that when I was talking to Eric, because it's my favorite analogy. Like, happiness is this fucking roller coaster, dude. And if you try to chase that, like, what does a roller coaster do, right? It goes up and down, it twists and turns, and you never know what's coming next. Like, you're going to drive yourself fucking crazy, right? But what I've noticed that I've enjoyed is um is like my peace you know like like when you you ever just had a day where you're just like like you don't even realize that you're having a great fucking day because it's just been a great day you know and then you're just like holy shit today was fucking dope you know and it's like that's that peace that's my joy you know that's where i find joy so maybe that's my happy right but i don't like calling it happy because people are like people fucked up happy for me right <laughs> it's just like i don't want to deal with happy you know i don't want to deal with none of that bullshit you know don't don't give me no positive bullshit. Like, that's how I, f- I define it, how I find it. Why do you say that people fucked up happy for you? Because it's all they ever talk about. Like, there's there's a thing that's, po- like, there's, like, a positive, like, I think that's, like, the worst, like, fucking philosophy in, like, like Western civilization, bro. Like, fucking that whole positive vibe shit. I, I think it's, like, um, I know not to offend anybody. It's just This is just my opinion, my opinion nah, only. Fuck everybody, bro. <laughs> nah. But I just think it's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. Like, if you stay positive and you just keep your mind, like, things are going to go great. Maybe fucking so, right? But I'm also, like, kind of realistic in the sense that, like, no, life is not just fucking cupcakes and fucking rainbows with sprinkles, you know? Like, if shit happens, and it fucking happens all the time. And, like, if you're not ready for it, bro, like, you're just going to, it's going to fuck you up every single time. So, like, no, I don't, I don't think about it that way. Um, and, and it works, you know, because I'm still here and I think I'm very level-headed. And although I go through these episodes that just fuck me up every single time, like, I'm, I'm, I feel very in tune with who I am as a person and what I feel. And that's why I'm able to, like, describe and express myself so fucking clearly because, I, like yes I have racing thoughts but it's, if I'm like if I'm gonna waste my time thinking about this shit over and over again I might as well give it some some context give it some substance right and that's why I like if you read Cooley says like you never know what the fuck I'm really like feeling because I'm talking about one thing another thing you know it's like it, and it helps you know and it, and it works so I'm re- I'm probably like venting about fucking something and I'm writing about the complete opposite right so um, yeah man do you ever feel like being self aware hurts you in a, in a sense oh yeah dude um i forgot who said that shit 
Uh, it was probably Bukowski. I fucking love Bukowski. But it's like, he says something like, um, all the all the fools have, like, the confidence. And basically saying, like, all stupid people have the over-dripping confidence. And that's actually a thing. There's a study about that. Um, but um, that it's like, the, the more you know, the more it hurts, basically. And it's true. Because, like, ignorance is bliss, right? Like, people that don't know about certain things, that they're not aware of certain things, yeah, you're going to fucking live without a care in the goddamn world but the more you do know yeah you know if you know about if you didn't know about depression you'd probably just think you were having a sad day right but now you know that it's this and the symptoms are that and then boom what happens now you're self-diagnosing too you know knowledge is is great but it can also fuck you up now i gotta go talk to a therapist (laughs) right for you have you done therapy yeah i did it like in secret when i was at uh uic um i used to work at ssb the student services building i was a building manager there and it's on like the what is it the second level on the ele- you know that little elevator as soon as you walk in. Um, I used to go in there, bro, like sneak in there, get, get a session, shit. It was like taboo, like I didn't want people to think I'm fucking crazy. You said, you know? Damn, I gotta go sneak around now. Right, right, right. Yeah, before mental health was a thing you could openly discuss. Yeah, that, that was like 2000, man, fuck, like 2012, bro. Yeah, so definitely way before you could discuss that shit and be like, hey, man, I'm a sad boy for real. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's gotten more open, you know, like people should talk about that kind of stuff, man. It's important. It's a lot of it's really important. Excuse me. So you don't do it anymore? Um, I, I've, I mean, maybe it's me being fucking like I, I got this, you know, but like I I'm really proud of how far I've come, you know, um, I've like nobody else knows your story besides yourself, you know, and I, I, I went from like literally just being this like 13 year old kid trying to deal with like this heaviness and this like fucking like just man it just sucks right like i tried talking to my parents about it my parents being like like older mexican traditional people like they didn't understand what it was you know and that disconnect sucks you know because it's like our parents live in a world that no longer exists so them trying to understand our world is like we speak two different fucking languages right um so like that was hard and then just i don't know man it's just you I guess you live and you learn, man, with this thing, and I'm just trying to make, like, the best of it, bro. Well, I hope you keep working through it, and yeah. the coolie no, says... I'm proud of it, man. I'm proud of how far I made it. Uh, you know, that's something I always think about, is I always look at progress. I always look back a couple years, you know, you got com- some years on me, so yeah. I, I always look back on my years, and I think about where was I five years ago, where was I three years ago. And it's a lot, though, right? Did I ever think I'd be here? Right. That's the main question I ask myself is, look at how far I've come and where I am in life without ever having thought I would be here. Did you ever think you'd be, I, I'm i going to use prominent for lack of a better term, right? Did you ever think you'd be a prominent figure within nightlife? Mm, nah, nah, never for that because I fucking hated going out. Like, I, like I'm, I'm an artist. So I'm like naturally introverted. I'm naturally still shy even though like, I don't act like it, but like deep down inside, yeah, I'm still shy, you know. So, um, no, 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 not, no, not, not for nightlife. I never thought I'd be doing that for sure, cause I hated going out. And, but I'm glad that like, cause I hate the clubs. I fucking hate the club scene. I think it's douchey as fuck. I don't like it. I like the small bars, dive bars, you know. Like, I feel like that's where that's where the souls are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I never thought I'd do that for art. I knew I was gonna do something with art. I never thought I would be writing though. That's another one I didn't know. I didn't see Cooley Says and Liz Valau was happening. Mm. That, I knew I was going to do something with art, and it ended up being, like, merch, and I do all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but I never thought I would see those two. Yeah. Didn't uh, see them coming. And it's crazy how life works that way where you could you could be down, bro. You could be at your lowest and you know, for for me I always say that, you know, God sends you something when you need it or everything in life has a purpose. There there's so many things in my life that I questioned for a long time where I just felt why the fuck did I do this when I could have done that? Or why the fuck did this happen to me? And those were just periods of my life where I was angry at the outcome of what was happening, right? You become so obsessed with what happened rather than making the best of the situation and moving forward. Okay. What I can tell you is had I not taken the specific path, there's no way this shit would have ever happened. And I thank God every day. I thank Vic every day that I fucking come here and record. I'm like, yo, like, thanks, bro. Vic's probably tired of me telling him thank you. Or he's probably like, yeah, you fucking asshole. Right, right, right. Keep him coming. But that's how I feel, man. And you know what? Like I said, I'm glad that, you know, you've continued your work and just being reflective of all that shit. You know, mental health is really a reflective thing and thinking where you were a couple years back to where you are now. Um, man, so I pulled one of your quotes. Oh, let's go. And I pulled this one because of loneliness. I don't need to be saved nor fixed despite being in pieces. I just need something to hold on to in the dark and make it a little less lonely. That's a good one. So for you, when you wrote that, what did that quote mean to you? I think it's exploring the idea that because um, sometimes people think that we expect so much from them, right? Like, I need you to give me fucking million-dollar advice. You know, I need you to do this for me. I need this. I need, I need, I need. And it, it almost makes people, like, hesitant to sometimes even want to, like, ask, how are you? And I think that's what I was exploring because so many people say, hey, what's up, right, when you're out somewhere? But when they ever go, hey, how are you, right? So I'm, I explored that through that. And sometimes I don't need you to say something. I don't need you to do anything for me. Just be there to make the dark less lonely and that was basically it man that that was a good point man the how are you nobody ever fucking asked that and i never understood that shit you know how people always said it you know people always ask what you're doing but how about how you doing and I, you understand that more when you're older when uh, you're in a place where you gotta act like you're okay all the time you you gotta you gotta put up this front because if you just go up to somebody, even nowadays, bro, nowadays, if you go up to somebody and say, damn, this happened, why are you trauma dumping on me? Like, <laughs> bro, I'm becoming the you to talk to because you're my homie. There's a lot of awareness, a little too much awareness sometimes, man. I haven't had that one happen. No, not yet. But if I ever have that shit happen, they're getting cut off that day because I'm not dealing with that shit. Right. Does the idea of this loneliness scare you that the more you grow, it's going to become even lonelier? Maybe, but I, I kind of, like, enjoy it, too, because, you know what, like, if I didn't feel that, I, I would never come up with the things that I think about, right? I, it's like, yes, you do feel like, fuck, I'm just here by myself, but when you, you, my favorite quote that I ever wrote and that I live by is, life is about perspective, and it's like, okay, yes, I am lonely, yes, I feel lonely, like, let's do something with it, Right. And when you do that, then you get to learn that you actually have all this time for yourself, right? And and if you ask the right questions, if you do the right things, then you might stumble on a fucking answer, you know, because life's 
I don't try to find answers. I try to ask the right questions. And doing that just continues for me to unravel because we're, we're human, you know, we're, we're, we're complex beings, you know, like we're not just like black or white, you know, it's like we're, we're, we're a deep gray, you know. Um, and you have to find all these different layers of yourself. And as you get older, these new layers pop up. So now you got to learn some other shit about yourself, right? So, um, yeah. You know, the reason I actually pulled that quote from you was because of the idea of holding on to something, holding on to someone, holding on to somebody in the sense that, you know, Drake had the song doing it wrong. And I'm going to pull up the lyric because I didn't fucking write it down. Do it. So the lyrics from the song Doing It Wrong by Drake, it's we live in a generation not being in love and not being together, but we make sure it feels like we're together because we're scared to see each other with somebody else. Ooh, attachment. So that's why I took that lyric or that writing from you is the idea of holding on to someone even just for a little bit. And, you know, it doesn't have to be forever and you don't guarantee that forever, but you hold on to them because you're scared to lose them or you're scared to lose the feeling that they give you. Is that something that you feel you can connect to? No. No? I used to when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm like I'm older, I'm, I'm 32. Um, be 33 in September, man. Um, no, man. Like You're supposed to love things. Like If we're talking about love, right? Um, if we're talking about love, man. You're supposed to love things for what they are right now. You know, like... Like even though I write about forever, like forever doesn't exist. Like it's just, it's just a, it's just a concept, right? Why are you selling false narratives, bro? It's not like a false thing, but it's just like it's just, it feels right. You know, you when you say it, when you say somebody, I want to be with you forever until like, oh, I, I want to be with you until I die or you die first. Like, come on, man, it's not, it's not romantic. It's, it's part of the romance, right? But like, no, bro, it's just. Um, I lost my train of thought now because I was trying to be funny. I, I practice mindfulness. I, I, I meditate a lot. And like you can love something without being attached to it. And you do that by just like letting them like be. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, fuck, what's that poet? That's, uh, I think his name's Atticus. He says like, like love them. Um, what is it? Love them and love them and let them like, like run some wild or be free, whatever. But the whole point of what I'm trying to make is that like you just gotta love things for what they are right now because like the past is already gone it doesn't exist anymore right and to and the future really it doesn't exist exist either you know when have you ever seen a yesterday or a tomorrow you know what tomorrow looks like no you know it doesn't exist so I know what yesterday looks like. <laughs> you do but can you like can you grab onto it can you like re you know revisit like you you can you could and you can if you want to get technical but I focus on just right now and living in this moment. And by doing that, like, that just gives me one more time. I feel less like I'm rushing because I'm just worried about today. Like, oh, tomorrow's going to come, right? But I'm worried about right now. And what I can do right now is going to either fix what I did then or it's going to build what I do now, you know? But I'm just focused right here, right now, bro. And that's what you got to do. How do you feel like you got to that point? Because like I said, that's something I struggle with. Meditation. Yeah. Every morning. Meditation. Ten minutes. Five minutes. I just got to get it in. It's like meditation is cool because I have all this traffic in my head all the time, right? All the fucking time. And when I try to fight the traffic and stop the traffic, I got ran over, bro. Um, but once you learn to sit on the side of the traffic and just let it pass by, it's a lot more calming, a lot more relaxing. Like I said earlier, my favorite thing about your writing is that you're very reflective about what's happened in the past. 
You also write about love a lot, which, like I said, is something I love from Bachata. They always talk about that shit. The song, uh, fuck, Es Muy Tarde by Prince Royce. I don't speak Spanish, so excuse me. The whole song is about, you know, telling a girl, like, it's too late. I've moved on, and I don't want to hear anything about you. I don't want to see a picture of you. Not even, yeah, not even a picture. The reason I picked this quote from you, I won his giveaway, just so you know. You did. That's That was a cool, that was a cool thing. And when I miss you, I hit play to lose myself. I'm trying to find pieces of you. We left in songs I swore were written about you and me. Bars. Bars, for real. And the reason I chose that was because, like I said, music. Music always brings me back to specific moments. And those specific songs that I have with people who aren't in my life anymore. I like to play those songs once in a while. You know, there's some songs I can't even listen to with people because I'm like, nah, it's too disrespectful. Yeah. So no, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Just go ahead and talk about, you know, your stance on love. You said that you're a romantic, bro. I mean, yeah, I feel like you can't be you can't be a poet if you don't if if you're not a romantic. Cuz you have to like I think a poet is somebody who tells like untold lies and re no, I'm sorry, what is it? Untold truths and retold lies. That's what being a poet is. And in that is, is love, man. Like, um, there's like the, what do you call it? Like the sparkle stage, right? Where everything's magical. And I do write about that, right? But I, then I also write about the real stuff, you know? And I, I bounce back between that. I don't know if people ever noticed that, but I bounce back from like the fantasy of it and then the reality of it, right? And um, sometimes I do it like in a way where um, it's kind of like, without any fluff, right? Like, there's no, like, flowery words, but uh, then I go back to that, and I do it, but it's just, like, yeah. I mean, love is, uh, I think it's, I think it's great when it's two people that know that it's a give and take, and one of them is giving as just as much as the other one is taking. Think about it like, um, it's almost like an exchange of, like, drinks, right? Like, you know, you don't want to just pour into somebody and then, you just keep pouring and pouring and pouring, and then now your stuff is empty. Like, no, you pour and you go back and forth, and that's why you stay level, right? And it's like a balance, right? So, yeah, no, I definitely am romantic. Um, I love writing about love. It's like, it's like a, it's like a great, it's a great thing to experience, man. You know, it gets you all fuzzy inside, right? And just like you think about something, it makes you smile, and you, you're then you're laughing at yourself because you feel like an idiot, right? Just being staring into something and being like, oh, I miss her, right, or whatever. But, um. No, nah, man, and it's, and it's cool to be able to, like, play with people's heartstrings, you know? Like I, I like, I like the fact that I can relate to them, but not because, like, I'm, I'm doing something, like, crazy. Like, no, I'm literally just talking about something that we all go through, you know? And, it, and it's cool, and that helps me feel less lonely because it's like I'm experiencing this with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's why I love writing about love myself, man. But it's, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a, it's a give and take. I love the fact that you're real about it. You know, it's not just, uh, like you said, writing about all the nice shit. Right, right. Because it's not that. You know, I've told C-States, I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. Yeah. But you watch me on this show and people are like, damn, he's an asshole. Because it's easier to put up that front than show people this is who I am for the sake of, if I sit here and tell you a thousand different things, you're not going to believe me anyways. You're you're going to have an idea of who I am, but when you meet me, that's not who I'm really going to be. Okay. 
so for me, you know, I say it a, a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand times again. When you write this shit, yes, it relates to somebody. But like you said, not everybody's going to realize what you're going through. Some people are going to think that shit's fake. They're going to be like, what does he know about this? Why is he writing about this? That's how people are with me. They're like, why is he talking about this? What does he know about that? And it's weird how people are so quick to deny somebody's emotions, to deny somebody the way they're feeling just because they can't relate to it or because they don't want to accept it. It's weird. It's a weird concept. Another one I took from you was I left my heart on your steps, hoping it was enough to let me in. Regardless of how hard I knocked, I guess you were never here to begin with to hear me calling. That's called ghosting. Yeah? Yeah. You got ghosted? Um, no, not not recently. But I remember um, just getting like a a whiff of that, right? And it just brings you like, holy shit, I remember that. And that hurt. And it kind of reminded me of like being sent off that I was like, well, it's a crazy ass way of being sent off. And it was like, imagine like if you go back, I mean, I grew up in, when there was no cell phones. Right? I was a little kid and you call somebody at their house phone and you go over and you'd hope they were fucking there. So I was like, man, it's like, imagine like would do if I, imagine that with love. Like you, you, you saw somebody, you call them you're like, hey, we're going to do this. Cool. And then you go and then they're not even there. Empty. That's horrible. That's that's the craziest like heartbreak I could think of, right? I could fucking picture that scenario happening too, and just being there. I imagine this shit raining. Uh, it's crazy the fucking pictures you can paint for people with just your words. And for me, uh, when it comes to love, I think that every relationship you have impacts you in a different way. Oh yeah, it teaches you something for sure. That's what kills me every day, is the fact that. You'll never be the same person you were before you interacted with that person, no matter who the person is, right? So as far as love, right, once you love somebody, you create a new perception of what love is going to be afterwards. Or even with a friendship, right? when uh, you have a friendship, your friendships are completely different with each person because of the relationship and because of the experience you've had with other and people. And because of expectations you have from them, fortunately. That's just the way that I think, and... There's so many things that I could say. There's so many things that you could say. And I think that what we're better at doing is letting our art speak for ourselves. Facts. Man, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you being so open today. And we're definitely going to have another dope conversation at another time. Yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll do this again, man. Hopefully, hopefully later so that we're both not in the same position that we are right now. You know, yeah. and hopefully we, we get to chop it up again about something different. Definitely grow some more. Yeah, definitely. Of course, bro. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Not likewise, man. Of Thanks course. For me. That's going to be it, everybody. Thank you for watching. Definitely had a dope conversation with him, and make sure you check it out. Go like, comment, and subscribe. Peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.